Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble. With exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. Now, it's Everything is Golden on the Red Apple Podcast Network. Here is your host, James Golden, a.k.a. Bo Snurdly. Everything is Golden, part two of the conversation yours truly, Bo Snurdly, is having with my brother, congressional, former congressman, Louis <laughs> Gorman. How does it feel to be a former congressman? Well, it's nice having a little more freedom and not having to fly back and forth to Washington every week. But um, but I do miss being able to stand up and fuss at people that are not doing what we need to to help the country continue. Let me ask you this, Louis. Um let I, I want to go back to a conversation that you and I had ages ago, which was prompted by Rush Limbaugh. I got an education that I I had no way this works, and I guarantee you most of the country does not know the way that Congress does their budget. Can you give people, I know you heard that too, because we've talked about that thing that Rush Limbaugh talked about that you guys in Congress all know about the way that money actually gets budgeted in Congress. Can you uh, uh, give us the American people that don't know the primer, the education, how we create the budgets in Congress? Well, it, and <laughs> there is a budget committee that puts together a budget each year. And then there's the appropriation committees and subcommittees under the one big appropriation committee. The budget committee, the way it's supposed to work, puts together a budget that passes, and then the appropriations are supposed to fall within the budgeted amount. But they hardly ever do. There's no requirement that it fall within the budget amount. It's really what you get people to agree to vote for as an appropriation. And it has been so many years since we followed the appropriate appropriation process where we have 12 different appropriations uh, under the Appropriation Committee, and we're supposed to pass 12 different appropriation bills to be the total appropriations for the year, and the Senate is supposed to take all that up, and uh, that hasn't happened where both houses agreed on those 12 appropriations. And so it's just, it ends up, what can you get a majority in the House to vote for and a majority in the Senate to vote for? And it's such a huge amount with so many loopholes that there's even room to spend more money. This, this is what appeared, I'm not the economic expert, but I became an expert on wording of laws, and I would see vagaries there. They go, wait a minute, there's a loophole here where they could actually spend more than is actually appropriated. Some will say, no, that can't happen. Well, how in the world can you have Biden go on television 
And, of course, I know it's not original with him. Somebody types it up, and he reads as best he can whatever they print. <laughs> but saying we're going to create a new agency or new group and investigate this or do that, no, he's supposed to have an appropriation for something like that. But there's so many loopholes, so much money appropriated that uh, there's enough leeway he can do that. And one other thing about Rush, you know, uh, not long before we lost him, he was talking and he said something about we're just printing so much money now. And he was amazing. You know, you could send him messages. You could talk in his ear while he's talking, and and he could still go on talking. But I sent him a message about a meeting that a few of us had with some of the Fed officials, and I asked one of them, this was years ago, how much more money are we printing now than we did, uh, say, 15, 20 years ago? And he said, well, it's not much different, a little different, not much. And I said, but there's so much more money in the system. And his words were, oh, we couldn't possibly print all the money we're creating. And I, <laughs> and I, I emailed that to Rush, like, and he's going, oh, I just heard from a friend in Congress that says there's so much more money that uh, they couldn't possibly print all the money they're creating. That's amazing. That's, yes. Uh, yeah. By the way, <clears throat> that's another hint as to why we're moving to digital currencies. But I'll deal with that because if it's on paper and you don't really have to come up with anything, if it's in a computer on yeah. a way, the, the, it's yeah. just another zero, another zero, another zero past another decimal point. It's not real, but it is real. Yes, it is. And and, and if you look at Greece, when they got to 100% debt to, to gross to domestic product, uh, that is when, about 15 years ago, they hit their economic demise. Well, we blew past that, over 120% debt to GDP. And the reason, I think there are two good reasons we have not had an economic collapse, and one is the dollar is considered the international currency standard. For now. For now. And we've got enemies and even some of our friends that are pushing to eliminate That's the right. dollar. That's and right. if that happens, then the dollar will have a huge collapse. But the other thing is that unlike Greece that was part of the EU, they couldn't control how much money they created for their country, so they couldn't keep up with the debt. But in the U.S., that's how we've gotten 120% without a, a collapse is we're creating all this money uh, to make sure that debts are paid for. Now, there's the other thing that you got, you, you're former, so not you now, but the people in Congress do this this little thing called baseline budgeting, and Rush talked about that as well. Talk to us about that for a minute. Ah, and because I listened to Rush back in the early 90s, he started talking about a zero baseline budget and how Congress has this formula where the base is automatically increased every year by a formula and that we need to get to where there are no automatic increases. And in fact, maybe we should have some decreases. So ever since I was in Congress, I would file that bill. I think I filed in every session of Congress a zero baseline budgeting bill. And uh, anyway, that was one bill 
where, um, you know, I was, Boehner didn't want to do it uh, as a Gomert bill. And so he put the name of the chairman of the committee on there. And I was fine with that. And then the next Congress, I was told we're going to pass and your name will be part of the hyphenated name of the bill. And I said, oh, don't put my name on there. I don't think it'll pass. They said, look, everybody knows you've been pushing for this for years, so it's okay to have you as a second name on it. Well, we we passed a zero baseline budget bill. And, uh, you know, that was something Rush had put in my mind needed to be done because it just is common sense. But we couldn't get the Senate to pass it, so it never became law. With crime running rampant in New York, you need to keep yourself and your family safe. Obtaining your concealed carry firearm licenses can be difficult and time-consuming. That's where MyFirstPistol.com comes in. They'll help you secure your concealed carry license. If you're looking for a pistol, premise, rifle, or shotgun license, call 347-559-7052. 347-559-7052. You must have a valid firearm license issued by the NYPD to purchase, possess, or shoot a handgun or pistol in NYPD. Ohio, ready for some quick mental health facts? Let's go. Nearly 2 million Ohioans live with a mental health condition. In the U.S., more than 50% of people will be diagnosed with a mental illness in their lifetime. Depression is a leading cause of disability worldwide. So why are some of us still stigmatizing people living with a mental health condition when we know all of this? Let's listen to the facts and beat the stigma. Ohio, challenge what you know about mental health at BeatTheStigma.org. The Senate is where a lot of good bills go to die. Yes. And now talk to me for a minute, your perspective as a Republican House member, and people want to know what the hell happens with the Senate. Why is the Senate so squishy? Why is the Senate so... But I I think there's very little difference, to be totally frank with you, Louis, between the House and the Senate. Conservatives don't rule the House. The majority of the House are a bunch of moderates and, to me, squishes. They are moderates. And then you have the total rhino faction who are truly rhinos. They're only Republicans by name because most of their ideals, and those would be the more liberal Republicans, most of their ideas are Democrats. But the conservatives, people always want to know. We come out in the primaries. We're the guys that that make the votes happen in the primaries. Mm -hmm. Why can't we in the House get things done that conservatives want because you don't have the majority in the House. And the Senate is a dream. You want to mm-hmm. comment on that for me, please? <laughs> well, well, senators, they uh, only get elected every six years, whereas House members get elected two years. And I know there are a lot of people that have said, you know, just having to run every two years, you never stop running, you're always raising money. But I think that was part of the genius of the founders in you have one body with six years, so they're not as accountable, and one that you can throw out somebody that's not doing what they're supposed to every two years. So I thought it was a good blend, that what they did, but some senators have gotten so cocky they have realized I only have to talk conservative once, one year out of six, and that's when I'm running for re-election. And we've seen some of those rhinos that make promises for five years, uh, or I mean, they make promises in the year they're elected, 
but then as soon as they're elected, they know they can just disregard those promises for five years and then get around to them in the sixth year when they're up for re-election. And so now I know a lot of senators like to reference, uh, I think it was a quote from Washington, George Washington. The having teacup did, and the saucer? Yes, that's where I was going. Mm-hmm. Go ahead. No, no, you go ahead. Well, that, you know, the uh, the House of Representatives would be like uh, a tea in uh, hot tea in a cup, and uh, they would be hot, and they would get things done. And the Senate would be more like uh, you put your tea in a saucer and let it cool for a little bit before you then take it down and ingest it. Uh, I don't like that example because sometimes there are things that really need to be done. Now, I'd read somewhere that Jefferson, of course, he wasn't there at the Constitutional Convention. He was in Europe, was but in when Britain. he got a copy of the Constitution, uh, I'd heard he wrote back and said, uh, I think it's a great document in essence, but uh, one amendment I would love to see in here is that you cannot vote on a bill until it's been on file for a year. Oh, wow. <laughs> yeah. So, well, that would eliminate <laughs> the surprises where, and, and Boehner was totally on board with that. Paul Ryan was on board and Kevin's on board. Okay, we swore we would not bring a bill to the floor until it had been on file for 72 hours. Well, then that became, well, that's three days. And then it became, okay, and this is the way it's been for some time, under Boehner, Ryan, McCarthy, um, we can file it at five minutes till midnight, and then 24 hours later and, and 10 minutes, we can bring it up for a vote. And... And I stood up in conference and goes, guys, this is not what we promised. This is not like Jesus being crucified on Friday, and we count Friday as one day, Saturday as one day, and then Sunday he rose, and that's the third day. That's not what we promised. We promised they would have three full days, 72 hours. And we can't read these massive legislative bills in just a matter of three or four hours that may even eight or ten. We need days to make sure there's nothing inappropriate here. But that did not carry the day. Um, Sadly. And so, I, you know, Louis, would you agree that most Americans, most conservative voters anyway, think the House of Representatives is broke and the Senate is broke? Yeah. And, yeah. I think so. And and that's why I'm not as upset about taking this time to try to get a truly good leader. And I'll tell you, you know, Jim Jordan, uh, we've had our differences. Um, and in, in fact, uh, he totally supported Boehner. I could understand that. They're both from Ohio. He supported Kevin McCarthy. Oh, actually supported Paul Ryan, mm. and he supported Kevin McCarthy for speaker. Uh, and, you know, he I think he may be the only one who was originally in the Freedom Caucus that ever supported Boehner, Ryan, and McCarthy quite vocally. 
Uh, so this is not, but he is a true conservative. He, he really is. He has that mindset. So he's a guy that I'm frankly quite surprised that all of the rhinos have not jumped on board with because he's been supportive of the people they wanted to be elected. Yeah, that doesn't matter to them. Let's touch base in the few minutes we have left on the presidential race, what you see coming up in 2024 and uh, and, and the world beyond. Uh, what about the presidential race? What are your thoughts about that right at the moment? Well, uh, full disclosure, I had told President Trump back a few months ago that I would support him for president. But my thinking was then and now, and I hear people say, we need a Republican candidate that does not have President Trump's baggage. And what those good people do not understand is the DOJ, including the, especially the FBI, intelligence community, even the DO Department of Defense, there is so much corruption in the federal government it really doesn't matter who the Republicans nominate. They are going to use the power of corrupt federal government to give baggage to whomever the Republican nominee is. It won't matter. They think we've got somebody, well, this guy's been clean, no criminal allegation. It doesn't matter. They are going to use the full power of the federal government to come after whomever that Republican nominee is. And uh, there are indications that back in twenty early 2016, there were some people looking at what they could start alleging against Ted Cruz were he to become right. the nominee. They were going to attach baggage in 2016. It didn't matter who it was. But now they're desperate. They'll put any kind of baggage on whomever the nominee is. You just triggered something, Louie. I want you to promise somehow, some way, we will get together to do a part three of this or part four, five, six, seven, eight of this. Because at some point, you and I have got to talk about Robert Mueller and who he oh is. Oh, my gosh, yes. And what, what he really is. Because most people don't know. And mm -hmm. the Democrats keep parading this name. Oh, the Mueller investigation. They yeah. don't know what you know about yeah. Rob and what you have done in terms of research on who Robert Mueller is and what his career track record is and how that plays into this very thing of corruption that you're talking about within yeah. the DOJ and the justice system. So we absolutely yeah. need to go into that in depth. And if I could just add, Christopher Ray uh, was quoted by Comey back many years ago as saying Christopher Ray told him, in essence, uh, Mueller and Comey were his heroes. He wanted to be wherever they were, do whatever they did, and that guy's in charge of the FBI. Disgraceful. Well, Louis, I'll tell you what. Let's, uh, let's end it on that note, except for one brief word. You have an editorial uh, coming out that I want people to pay attention to on the events overseas in Israel and um, what's going on. I think it's safe to say that both of us, Louis, are looking past these events and have a big question mark about Iran and their involvement in all of this. And that seems to be uh, the administration is doing all they can to whitewash 
their ties to Iran and what has happened historically with Iran, and not just in this administration, but in the Obama administration. Yep. And yep. Can we just do a few words on that? Well, yes. If you go back to the Obama administration, uh, and yes, it was a Republican named Corker that was pushing this bill that turned the Constitution upside down. That Iran agreement that Obama agreed to, Obama-Biden, it was a treaty. It changed terms of other treaties, which makes it absolutely a treaty. And the Constitution requires that it have two-thirds majority in the Senate to confirm that and to ratify that as a treaty. Well, that Corker bill said, okay, unless two-thirds of the Senate vote against this agreement, then it goes into effect. That was an outrage, and it allowed Iran to continue to pursue um, developing nuclear weapons. Uh, The only thing it said, well, you got to wait 10 years until you actually have it. They didn't provide enough uh, observations to make sure they weren't cheating. They were cheating like crazy, and the the inspectors never got in. The IEA inspectors never got into the military institutions where they were continuing to develop nukes. And then we made billions of dollars available to them. And currently you hear people saying in the Biden administration, we didn't give Iran money. We just kind of took away the 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 uh, blocks on them spending it. Uh, yeah, uh, yeah. Well, they've still got some of that pallets of money that, that Obama, Obama sent over there. Right. right. And Biden was great with that. But just like uh, Bob Gates put in his book, uh, Biden has been wrong for 40 years on every foreign policy issue well you could say well it's been a lot longer than 40 years he's been wrong on all these foreign policy issues he's helping our enemies he is not being as supportive of israel's existential threat uh standing up against the existential threat and uh, there are consequences for not properly supporting somebody being attacked like israel Louis Gormert, my brother, it is so awesome, and we need to do this on a regular basis, actually. Love to, James. Thank you, Louis. Everything is golden. Back next time. Keep it here.